Welcome to the new age. He's 33, yeah. He's got herpes, probably. Oh, yeah. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. As always, it's me, Anthony Cardoza. Today, your special guest star is none other than me, because I don't have any friends and no one wants to podcast with me. How's everyone doing this week, guys? I hope you're doing well. I'm pretty pumped, man. I had some cool stuff happen to me this weekend that I want to share with you guys. Also, I got some exciting news that I'm so pumped to share with you guys. And um, just a really positive week for me. And I hope you guys are feeling good. Doing good. Feels like things are lifting, getting back to normal slightly. So that's always a positive, you know. Can't, can't complain today. Can't complain today. I mean, you always can complain, but... Usually just piss people off and nobody really gives a shit anyway, so you know. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so let's talk about it, guys. Let's get into it. What do you say? So I started to uh, go back to my gym on last Saturday. I went to Boxing Works. I didn't really get to see anybody. I went to the early class and I had to wear a mask. I wasn't too sure how they did their program there. So, you know, they opened the gym back up. Uh, I had seen some pictures and stuff, but. Everybody apparently takes it down for the pictures, so. <laughs> so I go into the gym. Got to wear your mask, no problem. Put the mask on. I start working out. Probably about 20 minutes in, I have a full-on panic attack. <laughs> I can't breathe. It's <laughs> fucking snot everywhere. My mask is drenched with sweat, so it starts to just get sucked into my mouth every time I take a deep breath. I'm like, <laughs> jab, I can't breathe. Jab, jab, cross, breathe, 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 cross, jab. So after that, I'm driving home, right? I'm so tired because I feel like I've been suffocated for a half hour. <laughs> so I'm in the car and I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys. I was like, I hope I don't get sleepy. I hope I don't fall asleep. All of a sudden, I woke up in two lanes over. I had just drifted. I fell asleep for a split second. Fucking terrifying. I was so scared. <laughs> I called somebody. I was just like, hey, I need to talk to somebody. Please answer your phone. <laughs> So I haven't gone back, but I feel my cardio is getting better. I ordered this mask, right, for working out. So it's pretty much you're wearing someone's pantyhose on your face <laughs> so you could breathe really easily. Probably offers no protection at all, but I got it. I went to the drive-in comedy at the Rose Bowl, which was pretty cool. You drive your car up. They had a, a stage right there. I got to see Donnell Rawlings, Fortune Femster, uh, Jesus Trejo. Who else was there? A couple other people, but uh, I hadn't really heard of them. But it's sort of my first time being around comedy and pretty much since quarantine. So it was really cool to be there. It felt kind of normal. We're walking around, going to food trucks, getting food, sitting in the car. Uh, a couple people were drinking and stuff like that. And um, I started vaping, guys, because I was, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes for like a week or two. And then I realized how bad that habit is. It's so fucking bad for you. So I got a vape instead. And my buddy's like, why are you hitting your vape so much? And I was just like, I'm like a little kid playing with his dick when he's nervous, you know? <laughs> It's just like a comfort thing. I'm just, well, I don't know what to do. I just hit my vape. So that's the next thing to go. But, you know, as far as addiction goes, I have this really cool story I want to share. I don't want you to think I'm bragging, guys. It just felt really good. And I want to talk to you about the sober community for a minute. Even though if you guys aren't, you know, too involved with it. Again, I always say this. If you guys want to party, by all means, please do. Party for me. Some of us can't do it responsibly. Like the damn Dos Equis commercials always say, drink responsibly, my friends. Stay thirsty. You know, but... I can't do it. I can't. I, I start drinking, I become a fucking asshole. I'm a, I'm a piece of crap. Someone I hate. So I just can't do it. You know, I, I'm, I turn into a completely different person. It's really the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. So I stay away from it. But 
sort of everybody around me knows that I've gone to rehab and I'm very open with it because of the fact that I hope somebody that needs help can come up to me and, and feel comfortable doing so and talk to me a little bit about it. So my neighbor, uh, due to the anonymity of the situation, <laughs> I'm going to say a neighbor, not which neighbor, comes up to me and my neighbor usually talks to me about the dogs barking or, you know, maybe my plant's growing over his fence and he's pissed at me or something like that. And he kind of waves me over. I was clipping my toenails and my shirt was off. So I was like, oh, okay, let me get a shirt and go deal with this guy. So I go across the street or maybe next door. You don't know which neighbor. So I start talking to this guy and he starts breaking down. He's an older Hispanic guy and he starts breaking down crying. I'm like, what the hell is going on? He's like, hey, do you know how my daughter can get some help? Uh, what do you mean? She's 38 years old. She's an alcoholic. I said, okay, does she want to get some help? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, don't worry about it. The good thing about this is there's a lot of recovery in Pasadena. And we can get her the help she needs. I get on the phone. In about five minutes, I'm on speakerphone with my buddy Momo, who's been on the podcast, Andrew V. He works at Intake and Impact. And he says, don't worry. Monday morning, call me at 830. We'll get her in. Boom. Just like that. And the daughter hears me on the phone. And she gets up. And she's like, who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm your neighbor. <laughs> your friendly fairy godfather alcoholic. <laughs> so we, uh, she ended up going to the hospital for the weekend. Which is great because that's, you know, she's under medical supervision. And when she gets out, we're going to take her to Impact on Monday. And, you know, the wife and the husband came up to me and said, thank you. And they were super appreciative. And they I know they were tripping out because the daughter was saying, like, I, don't, I can't believe you're doing this much for me. Thank you. And to me, this is what people did to me. Let's get you to a meeting, man. Let's get you into rehab. Like, they called for me. I couldn't make a fucking phone call. I could barely stand. And these kind of people... You know, my my uh, my ex-girlfriend, Nikki, God bless her. She she was the one that really stood by me through a lot of this stuff. And um, my buddy Daniel, you know, they came to my house and they'd call rehabs and wait for me to get picked up or take me there and checked in and took care of my dogs and stuff when I was gone. And without people like that, man, fucking who knows where I'd be, you know? So, I, of course, I'm missing out some people. Don't get upset if I forgot your name. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just with that community of people that were helping me, It's I automatically did it for them and... You know, we're getting her some help, so, and she wants to go, and we're, I'm super happy about that, you know. Alcoholism and drug addiction, sometimes it's embarrassing when you're going through it, but once you're out of it, you know, it's, uh, it's not funny, but <laughs> people will share at meetings, oh, I lost my kids, and I was, you know, over here masturbating in the street, and everyone's like, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just because it's happened, and it's fucking crazy, but everyone can relate that goes there, so, um, we had a couple situations this weekend, I'll say, but that one was the one that came out positive. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And, um, you know, it's got me on a high note. It's, it's rolled me through this weekend and right into this upcoming week. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go guys. Uh, I've been doing my private lessons. Business is picking up. I can't complain about that. Um, it's so funny though. The guys, this, there's so many people that hit me up about private lessons, right? You guys know I'm teaching Rose Bowl Fight Club. Uh, join up, sign up today at 30% off. And I'm teaching out of my front yard. I have a little home gym. So obviously, I do a little bit of pre-screening before I let people in. Just like my Airbnb. I don't let anybody stay there. I got a story about that and some meth and some lady in a leopard skin bra that I'm going to get to in a minute. But some guy messages me on Instagram. And he's like, hey, I'm going to train. Call me. Like just telling me what he's going to do. And then his profile pic is with him without his shirt off. And it's like, I, I live this fight life. And I asked him if he ever trained. He said no. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking people, man. <laughs> So needless to say, I didn't call him back. He's like, thanks for calling me. I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> but the people just fucking expect me to jump. And, and I train people that want to train. And um, I've been blessed with having some awesome clients. And it's going really good. And I can't, I can't say uh, enough gratitude for this week. 
Let's go ahead, guys, and say three things you're grateful right now. I guarantee it will make you feel a little bit better. Because no matter how shitty you're feeling, just do a list real quick. You know, I'm grateful I got fucking my arms and my legs if you got them. I'm grateful I got my grandparents in my life still, my parents in my life, my kids, whatever. You know, you'll say those few things, and it really will bring you out of a rut for a moment at least. And sometimes it's all it takes is a little bit of a moment, you know, to get us back on track and, and feeling good. Because it's really easy to, to just beat ourselves down. It's, it's human nature. And nothing wrong with it. It's just something we got to recognize and, and try to work around. Sorry, I don't want to sound too preachy on this. It's my first time doing it alone in a while, guys. But I wanted to bring some quality um, entertainment to you. So this week, guys, I've got Josh Aragon. El Gato, el champion de California. Okay, he's a California state champ. I don't want to say he's the high. I don't want to say too much about things, but promoters know him and they got to pay him because he's the money man. He knows how to get these guys to pay him. His story is insane, guys. I'm talking high speed pursuits, Thanksgiving fights. I've been through so much stuff with this guy. He's the guy that got me in the sport of Muay Thai. So I really wanted to wait until we had some. Um, a little bit of numbers, you know, before I brought him on because I know he's going to be great. His story's awesome. He's just a great dude. His wife, Cece, was on and she killed it. So, you know, it's going to be a really good episode. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. The reason I know it's going down is because I told him I'm going to go to your house on Wednesday. So this Wednesday, I'm going to drive over there. I'm doing the, the report, the interview, rain or shine. So that's coming next week, guys. That's coming. I swear it. <clears throat> so that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah, my Airbnb has been doing really good. And uh, I'm just a glutton for punishment, I swear. Because if someone has a 4.5 rating, that probably means at one point they slipped up and let their true colors come out. I've rented to two people with 4.5 ratings. Which to me is you're close to a 5, right? You're damn near perfect. Both of the times they were meth heads. This time, it was this lady, and I should have known right away. She came in through the gate, and I was like, hey, how you doing, you know? And she has a leopard skin bra showing through her white tank top. And I was like, this is it's just a telltale sign of trouble. <laughs> Waving a flag of animosity. So she calls me in the Airbnb about 30 minutes after she checked in. And she's like, this place is unacceptable. I've never had one complaint on how clean it is. I go back there, and I scrub everything myself because... I hate to go to Airbnb and find little hairs everywhere and notice that the microwave is dirty and just little things like that. I try to put the effort in so when people check in, they know that I'm taking care of them. So I personally cleaned everything and she's, she says, oh, this place is filthy. Look at this. And much like a meth head would do, <laughs> she has like a paper towel and there's like a little bit of dirt on it that she went and found probably outside or something. She's like, oh, this is dirty and the carpet's filthy and... I was like, wow, I, I, um, you know, I can call the maid and have her come by. I don't have a maid. I just say that because this is, this is a little tip for you guys, too, if you don't know this. It's always someone else's fault. When I was in the food service industry and I was a waiter, I used to always say, oh, it's, it's the cook. I'm so sorry. You know, he's been a little off his game. Let me, let me go talk to him. I really apologize for that. I always put the blame on somebody else. Just in work. Try not to do it in life, but <laughs> just in the work atmosphere. So that way... They, oh, this guy's just doing his job. What can he do about it? So I said, wow, she's never had any complaints. She's having a bad day probably. Let me get her on the phone. I'll have her come down and clean if you guys want to step out. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. I don't trust anybody else. I'm trusting him. Okay, so I give her my vacuum and a few other things because she said she's going to do that. I say, I'll knock the cleaning fee off for you guys. I'll give you $60 off. 
Even the cleaning fee is only $50, $10 for good, being a good sport. And she gives me back the vacuum. It's definitely broken. <laughs> the hose is like ripped off. So she's pro- I just picture her all tweakered in there like, just fucking ripping the hose off and vacuuming in between the numbers on the computer or something. I don't know what she was doing, but she broke my vacuum and I hate her. But I didn't even give her a bad review. I just said, fuck it, get out of here. I just didn't want her there anymore. So I, I know she was doing something too because I went back there the next day to clean and I noticed the smoke detector has a plastic bag taped over it. So she had to have been smoking meth or doing something in there. It's like, fucking motherfucker. This isn't a hotel. It's not Motel 6. This is my home. So it's infuriating. Like This isn't a sex dungeon. You just come over, go to Pound Town and leave. <sighs> but anyway, that nightmare is over. And I'm looking forward to this week. <laughs> so we'll see what's in store for me. I've been watching a lot of, uh, I have this app called Paramount and there's a free 30 day trial. So if you guys should check it out and it's got Ink Master on it. So I've been binge watching Ink Master. I love that show. It also has a bunch of old school MTV stuff like Fantasy Factor. It doesn't have Robin Big on it, but Fantasy Factor is hilarious. I forget how much I love Rob Deerdick and how long he's been in the game for because ridiculousness is cool, but you forget that he hosts it even, but he's been on MTV strong for a long time. Robin Big was great, you know, and they lost Big Bat, Big Black, so that was horrible, but I love that show. Fantasy Factory was great. They had MTV Made. I hadn't seen Made in so long, but it's such a good show, and just for that alone, I'd say get Paramount. They have all these shows on there that you can go watch, but when I saw Made, they did this one with uh, a girl that, girls that wanted to be comics. They wanted to be made into the next Tina Fey, is what they said. So they go and... They get a coach. The coach comes. And they go to an improv class. If you guys have ever done an improv class, it's very, very hokey, very cheesy. Because they want to get you used to pretty much making an ass out of yourself and being comfortable with it. So right when you get in, they'll say, okay, say your name and do a dance and, and sing a rhyme. I'm Anthony. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. And then I spin in circles. I swear I'm not that gay all the time. But they'll, they'll make you do something to come out of your shell pretty much. So they do this improv class, and everyone's rooting them on. They're like, yeah, woo! And then they do a little skit that they, they made, and it goes pretty, pretty, pretty well. So then halfway through the show, they get booked at a comedy club. And I'm just thinking in my head, damn, they already got to, you know, got to go on stage at a comedy club? Fuck, it took me forever to do that. So I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> but anyway, still watching it. They do this skit that they had performed and they're talking about their dogs and how these people were so into their dogs. Like, oh, my dog's a French Benoit. She only has Evian water. <laughs> and it's dead. The crowd's just staring at her because it's not an improv class. People aren't supporting her. It's just a real crowd full of drunken drunken comic goers in a dark room. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are these kids doing? And one girl's like, I love my dog so much I fuck it. And the crowd's like, what the hell? And the girls are like, you, you fuck your dog? And she's like, oh, that's how much I love it. I was like, wow. And the girl, is, she, she says it. She's, she's like, when you're doing comedy, this is what has to happen. Sometimes you have to fall on your face to know that you're not shit, kind of. And that's what they did tonight. They fell on their face. And I loved it. <laughs> so then two of them realize that maybe they're not that funny. So then they start to fall off on the maid train. They go to do some other shows and they just get worse and their confidence gets torn down and 
they stop performing, and pretty much at the end of the show, one of the girls sticks with it, and she ends up getting on a web series, and she she ends up becoming an actress, a comedic actress. So she gets made, but I think it's funny. Whenever there is three people that want to be made into something, you know it's always one person's idea, and everyone else is like, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Let's all become MMA fighters, and then they start getting the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> But they have a couple of those. They have one with Joe Frazier's son. He's just a very effeminate guy. And his dad's Joe Frazier. And he wants to fight. So they set it up. And they put him with this guy. It's really cool. It's cool. I like him. They're, they kind of inspired me. Because they're telling the girls when they're doing this comedy thing. That you got to write every day. You got to perform every day. And when you bomb, you got to get back out there and do it again. And that's why I love comedy so much. When I bombed, it was always a learning experience. And it's not like I looked forward to bombing. But when I would... Do I wouldn't say bomb. I've never really bombed. I don't want to say I, but I had bad sets. Like one time I was telling these geriatric jokes because that's what I had. And I didn't realize everybody in the crowd was over 80. <laughs> it's just like, Rawr! anyway, but they just are saying you have to keep going. You have to get back out there. And just like anything, you got to put the time in. You're going to take the beatings. If you really want to do it, you're going to keep going forward. And that's what I love about fighting, too. It's sort of those things. Like, you learn a lesson. You go out there. You try to produce. Sometimes you fall on your ass in front of a bunch of people and embarrass yourself. And you got to get back up and go do it again. Because if it's something you want to do, it's only going to make you better and make you tougher. But you got to keep going. So that really set me up where I was pumped. And I just started writing that night. And I wrote a couple jokes. I got this bit on Cholos and how they have layers. <laughs> so it's going to be a cool thing that I'm trying to make it to a little routine. I can get 10 minutes out of it or something like that. I'm not going to move to Arizona, but I'm going to get some, maybe like a little crash pad so I could work, do some private lessons and do comedy over there because the scene is booming and things are pretty much open. So I go there, do a little comedy, do some private lessons, come back. So I'm going to be commuting back and forth. I'm looking forward to that. My buddy Noodles and Sandra are out there and uh, Brad and his wife. I, a lot of people are starting to head over there. When I was in Arizona, we went to a dinner. There was probably 12 people there and... I asked, I said, who here is from Arizona? One guy at the table was actually from Arizona. Everybody else was from Florida, Seattle, mostly California. It's just so expensive. And then now with all this craziness, it just seems like a lot of people are getting getting out of Dodge. But that are following Joe Rogan in Texas, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. But either way, they also have Barry Life on there. I don't know if you guys remember Barry Life. That was a cool one. They had one where... They would do uh, something off their bucket list, which is I think is awesome to have a bucket list and start crossing things off of it. And then at the end of it, they would do something for somebody else. So on one of them, the guy wants to be made into an MMA fighter. That's a good episode. And at the very end of it, this lady wants to go to California to spread her dad's ashes along the PCH. So they go get her and they, they do that. So it's pretty cool. But those shows I forgot about. That's sort of growing up what I really love, those things I really love. So it's a lot of nostalgia. So... What I'm trying to say is get Paramount. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to check in with you guys. I know I got an email from um, Ingrid. I, I shouldn't say her full name. I don't know if she wants it. But she sent me an email and said she was listening to the show. Me and her were, were friends uh, back in the day. And she sent me an email that really touched me. She just said that she was listening to the episodes. and She got caught up and she couldn't wait to hear another one. I was so fired up. But with COVID, sometimes we can't pump out episodes. A lot of guests aren't available, stuff like that. That's why I try not to announce the next week's one. But I'll tell you this, guys. Every other week, there will be a new episode. Rain, sleet, or snow, we're ready to go. 
However, every week I'll try to do something like this where I'm just connecting with you guys, checking in with you, seeing how you're doing. And, you know, Marissa, usually if she's around, she'll hop in with me. But overall, at least every other week, we'll get a quality episode out to you guys with something with recovery, something with some fighters, something with some comedians, something good. So just stay, stand by, guys. And I'm telling you, next week we're going to get Josh on. That's going to be a banger. And then I've talked to a couple other people that I got in the works, and it's going to get good. So until then, guys, I just want to say much love. I appreciate your guys' support. It means everything to me. Keep sending me those emails. Keep sending me feedback. And when you guys we do the polls, keep participating because that's what makes the show. Without you guys, we got no show. So I just want to say thanks again. Keep it going. Stay safe, guys. If you need anything, you hit me up. You know where I'm at. All right? Peace.